minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nahum Siegel. Welcome to a Wednesday. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program.
של מוישה רבים לי, איבני ישרוי. אס השירו הזויס, אס השירו הזויס, אס השירו הזויס להשם. אוזו של מוישה רבים
Oh, 
of Yummy Lowy, Aishas Chayel. Pure Soul before that with Habait. You heard Baruch Levine and Vayahibi Yishurin. Yoeli Greenfeld and Zeh, Simcha Liner's Nigun HaChachma off of SL2, and of course Regesh, Modani opening things up. 
And we say good morning. It's Wednesday on this December the 23rd, day 11 in the month of Teves, the year 5776. Tough and Vov. Hope you're a sir, but Teves was an easy and fast Fast, 51 degrees with 91.1% humidity, winds are calm. Rain today with a high of 59, then tonight. Rain early, a low temperature of 59. Wow. <laughs> Tonight's the night. Tonight is the night for warm weather in December. Wow, 59 the low? Is that accurate? Listen to this one. Scattered thunderstorms for tomorrow, a high Thursday, 72 degrees. Wow. Go back a year. It may have been 60 degrees less on December the 24th. Wow. I'd have to check that out. Yerushalayim is at 59. We're at 51 here in Jersey City as we say good morning at JM in the AM. It's a Wednesday, and I thank you for tuning in. i got to open with this uh, story, at least the way the New York Times reports it, on the Israeli ambassador and his holiday gifts. The Israeli ambassador to the United States decided to make a statement with his holiday gifts this year. And not a subtle one. His offerings were manufactured in the occupied territories. Remember, this is the New York Times reporting. Including wine, olive oil, body cream, and halva. Ron Dermer wrote in a letter that he posted on Twitter, Ambassador Ron Dermer, I decided to send a gift that would also help combat the latest effort by Israel's enemies to destroy the one and only Jewish state. The move was seen as a jibe at the EU, which last month announced a policy that some goods produced on land seized in the 1967 war must be labeled, quote, made in settlements, provoking an outcry from Israel. The larger issue is the international pro-Palestinian economic and disinvestment campaign known as Boycott, Divest, and Sanction. Those involved in that campaign call for economic pressure on Israel until it complies with international law and Palestinian rights. Prime Minister Netanyahu has denounced the campaign as anti-Semitic and immoral. The EU is Israel's top trading partner, but goods that require the new labeling amount to less than 1% of Israel's exports to Europe each year. Israel and its supporters fear similar economic measures could hurt the country or its business partners down the road. Dermer wrote, of the over 200 unresolved territorial disputes around the world, Europe decided that only these Jewish-made products deserve to be labeled. The U.S. has opposed the disinvestment campaign. An amendment to a trade bill signed in June instructs American negotiators to pressure other countries not to support it. But after the bill was signed, the State Department took issue with the provision, saying that, quote, by conflating Israel and Israeli-controlled territories, it ran counter to longstanding U.S. policy. The U.S. government has never defended or supported Israeli settlements and activity associated with them, and by extension, does not pursue policies or activities that would legitimize them. This, according to Ned Price, a spokesman for the White House National Security Council, that was in an email. The White House would not say whether Obama, whether President Obama had received any gifts from Mr. Dermer. As to who did receive the gift packages, a spokesman at the Israeli embassy wrote in an email, we are not divulging any information about the recipients. So the uh, headline in the New York Times, Israeli ambassadors' gifts carry a message. We say kolakavod to Ambassador Ron Dermer. 25 minutes before 7 o'clock. Good morning. It's a Wednesday at JM in the AM at 91.1 FM. 90.1 FM in the Catskills. Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial. Round the world on the web. JM in the AM.org and of course on the NSN app.
J.M. in the A.M. Avinu done by Yaakov Shweki. He, of course, headlines Hask. Tomorrow we'll get a uh, full update on uh, everything going on with Camp Hask and the big concert January the 10th. You go to HaskConcert.com, H-A-S-C-Concert.com for all the information, of course. J.M. in the A.M. Before that, you heard the... Uh, uh, Ohad selection, Segula, Itzik Dadya with Mia Dear, Shlaimi Kaufman had Habita, Yomi Lowy with Aisha Schail, Pure Soul with Habait, Vayihi and done by Baruch Levine. A lot of great music in that set. Uh, just getting a report from uh, Israel through the Jerusalem Post website. Two terrorists stabbed and wounded three civilians at uh, the Jaffa Gate in Jerusalem's old city on Wednesday. This is Sharyafo, a place that is extremely familiar to Jews around the world, and many people, of course, listening right now. Border police officers shot the terrorists. Their condition was not immediately known. Emergency workers evacuated the three seriously wounded victims in their 30s to nearby hospitals. Shari Tzedek was treating two, Hadassah named Karim III. According to Channel 2, authorities were checking the possibility that one of the victims was wounded from shots fired by Israeli security forces while neutralizing the terrorists. Two attackers shot. There are three victims in serious condition at a stabbing at Sharyafo in Yerushalayim. That is the latest. No details uh, further. No further details are available at the moment. But obviously we'll watch that situation very closely and continue to pray for our brothers and sisters in the holy city of Jerusalem and everywhere where danger seems to be lurking. Minute before 7 o'clock Wednesday with rain and a high of 59 clouds. Tonight, uh, rain early, rather, tonight with a low of 59 degrees. And tomorrow, scattered thunderstorms and a high temperature on on uh, on Thursday of 72 degrees. Right now we're at uh, 59 here in Yerushalayim, 51 in Jersey City. Going to do our news from Israel coming up. I want to remind you of an amazing day on a stream all day long at the jmnam.org. A lot of wonderful material starting at 9 o'clock this morning when um, the JNF presentation of Branching Out concentrates on a conversation with Ariel Cutler. The man is amazing. <laughs> the man knows everything about what's going on in Israel and with the projects that are being done to help, uh, to help uh, grow Israel and expand Israel and strengthen Israel. Ariel Cutler joins me, branching out, starting at 9 a.m. this morning with the Jewish National Fund. That's uh, right after JMNAM on jmnam.org and, of course, on the NSN app. Uh, Rabbi Dr. Tzvi Hirsch Weinrib with the brand-new Curran Tehillim. It is a fascinating conversation. He's responsible for the commentary. It is an amazing brand-new Tehillim. It comes from our friends at Curran. We'll discuss that starting at 9.30 this morning with Rabbi Dr. Tzvi Hirsch Weinrib on the... Um, on the stream at jmnam.org and, of course, the NSN app. The encore presentation of last night's 9 at 9 happens at 10 o'clock. And then uh, Yessie's Y comes on with a Z report. That's going to be happening starting at 11 o'clock Eastern time. So there is plenty happening on our stream. Make sure to be tuned in. Again, it's jmnam.org and on the NSN app. It's America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope. Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial, broadcasting live from the Sonia and Robert Gold Studios in Jersey City, New Jersey, around the world on the web, jmnam.org. Golly, it's in the background. We'll do our news from Israel coming up. Again, there is a report. Uh, this came from the Jerusalem Post website. A stabbing, multiple stabbings. Two terrorists stabbed and wounded three civilians at Sharyafo, the Jaffa Gate in Jerusalem's old city. 
Emergency workers evacuated the three seriously wounded victims. According to Channel 2, authorities are checking the possibility that one of the victims is wounded from shots fired by Israeli security forces while neutralizing the terrorists. Border police officers did shoot the terrorists. Their condition was not immediately known. That is the latest. Galitzal, Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast for a Wednesday follows next. We say Boker Tov from JMN. גלייצל השעה שתיים, כאן אביה מלכה עם מה שקורה עכשיו. פיגוע דקירה בשער יפו בירושלים, שלושה ישראלים נפצעו, אחד במצב אנוש, שניים במצב קשה. כתבנו רום ליאור מהבירה. שני מחבלים חמושים בסכינים הגיעו לאזור שער יפו שבעיר העתיקה מאזור מרכז העיר, והצליחו לדקור שני ישראלים ולפצוע אותם קשה. לוחמות מג"ב שהיו במקום פתחו בירי לעבר המחבלים ופצעו אותם. יעל דן שוחחה עם פרופסור יורם וייס, מנהל בית החולים הדסה עין כרם. לבית החולים הדסה עין כרם הגיע כרגע פצוע אחד במצב קשה ביותר. אנחנו עוסקים כרגע בייצוג שלו, יש לו פגיעות מרובות, ובדרך אלינו יש פצועים נוספים, ביניהם אני מבין גם כן המחבל. הפצעים שלו הם פצועי דקירה, במקומות שונים בגוף. עוד בחדשות, השב"כ חשף חוליית חמאס שתכננה פיגועי התאבדות. כתבנו טל אברהם. עד כה נעצרו 25 פעילים, רובם סטודנטים מאוניברסיטת אבו דיס. בראש תשתית הטרור עמד אחמד ג'מאל עזאם, אשר גויס לפני מספר חודשים על ידי פעילי חמאס בעזה. הוא הוכשר לייצור חגורות נפץ וגיוס מתאבדים. במהלך חקירת השב"כ הותרה מעבדת חבלה באבו דיס. הרשעתו של רומן זדורוב בבית המשפט העליון. התובעת בתיק עורכת הדין מירית שטרן אומרת, הפרשה הסתיימה, זדורוב רצח את איירדה. בית המשפט העליון קבע היום שרומן זדורוב הוא זה אשר ביצע את הרצח של איירדה. אני תקווה שבכך יושם קץ למחול השדים שהתחולל במקומות אחרים שהם לא בבית המשפט. ובכך ייגמר העניין. שר האוצר משה כחלון בהתייחסות ראשונה להסכם השכר החדש שנחתם הלילה עם ההסתדרות. כחלון דיבר עם רינו צרור בגל"צ. תחושה של, של הישג, תחושה של שינוי זה הכי חשוב, תחושה של שסוף סוף הצלחנו לשבור פה עיקרון שהחזק מקבל הרבה והחלש מקבל פירורים. אני לא יודע אם זה הישג או בלימה של משהו שהיה עקום. אבל אני שמח שגרמנו לשינוי כיוון. מזג האוויר, מחר תהיה התקררות, אבל עדיין יהיה נאה. אלה החדשות שעורך אילי לוין.
Jam in the AM, Michelle Shellis, off volume number four with Ashira. You heard Aryeh Kunstler, Me Mama Kim, from the CD entitled From the Depths. Uh, news from Israel was before that, and of course the news is uh, all about, well, I should say all about, but certainly was uh, headlined by this uh, stabbing, multiple stabbing that took place just a little while ago at um, Jerusalem's Jaffa Gate. Shar Yafo is the place. Two terrorists stabbed and wounded three civilians at Shar Yafo in Jerusalem's old city. Border police shot the terrorists. Their condition is not known. Emergency workers evacuated the three seriously wounded victims to, in their 30s to nearby hospitals. The attack was the latest in the wave of terror that's taken the lives of more than 20 Israelis in the past three months. On Sunday, a terrorist attempted to stab Israeli security forces at the Hassam Shoter checkpoint in Hebron. The soldiers fired at the terrorist who was treated by paramedics and taken to the hospital. Saturday, a Palestinian man from the West Bank stabbed and wounded three Israelis after being apprehended by police, before being apprehended by police in the Tel Aviv suburb of Anana. The attacker from Tamun, northeast of Nablus, who police said was within the Green Line illegally, began his assault around 3.30 p.m., stabbed and wounded two Israelis, a man and woman in their 40s. And then today... Two terrorists stabbed and wounded three civilians, Sharyafo, Jerusalem's old city. And obviously we're paying careful attention to that and to all the terror that uh, our brothers and sisters in Israel seem to be going through. Uh, we have a, a tradition that we began uh, a little while ago after the passing of my mother where we study the uh, Sefer Avas Chesed, the Sefer of literally the laws of Chesed, the love of Chesed of the Chavetz Chaim on the air in Herzchus, uh, Esther Basar Yosef Halevi. Chavetz Chaim writes, Regarding store credit, it seems to me that the store owner is not under any obligation to extend credit for several reasons. First, the main livelihood comes from the profit he earns from the sale of the merchandise, and with that profit he's able to buy other merchandise. And if he were to give out his merchandise on credit, he would not have the money to buy new merchandise. Also, giving out store credit is not in the category of a loan, as taught in the 10th parak of Shvit. Therefore, a store credit is not part of this proactive mitzvah. Nevertheless, it seems to me that if a poor man approaches a store owner and asks for some credit to take a small amount of merchandise or something comparable in order to survive, it appears that the store owner cannot exempt himself from doing so if he can afford it. Although extending credit is not included in the mitzvah of when you lend to my people, still giving a store credit does fall within the realm of the Pasuk and Vayikra. If your brother becomes impoverished with you and his livelihood fails in your midst, you shall strengthen him. Regarding this, Chazalov said in the Sifra, support him to the point where he will not fall to public welfare. Sefer Avas Chesed, incredible compilation of uh, words, laws, and analyses of Chesed, of loving kindness. From the Chavetz Chaim, we study it in memory of my mother, and in Herzchus, Esther, Bas, Rabbi Yosef, Halevi. Rain today with a high temperature of 59. We're at 51 right now. It's JM in the AM as we continue. This comes from... Eighth day.
J.M. and the A.M. at Shlomo Katz. Cold O.D. off of his Live in Melbourne CD. Eighth day before that with Kara Velt off of Hula. They're going to be part of the Hess concert. We'll get a big update tomorrow regarding January the 10th at uh, Lincoln Center. Um, Hass Concert coming up January the 10th. Information at HassConcert.com, H-A-S-C-Concert.com for information. Uh, eighth day, part of that amazing lineup. Shalshelis before that with Ashira, and you heard Aryeh Kunstler open up the hour. 28 minutes after 7 o'clock, I want to remind everybody that the American Friends of Beit Road Dinner is coming up January the 6th. Uh, Jewish Jerusalem with Caroline Glick. That is the theme and the keynote speaker. We spoke yesterday with both uh, Shlomo Zwickler and Seth Schreiber. Information, of course, you can contact Beit Road. Easiest way is the website, BeitDeRote.org. And uh, you can place your reservation for the 6th of January. want to remind all the TABC parents and family and everybody who are big fans of the uh, Torah Academy of Bergen County that the 33rd annual dinner is coming up. This is happening on January the 7th, Thursday night in Teaneck, New Jersey. Um, we thank them for the community service presentation. And in addition, we wish Mazel Tov to the guests of honor, Renee and Chaim Framowitz, Faculty Recognition Award to Rabbi Sariel Malitsky, and the alumni tribute to Yehuda Schmidman of the class of 99. Uh, TABC Dinner, you can get information by dialing 201-837-7696 or go to tabc.org. And speaking of great schools in Bergen County, I am thrilled that this coming Friday morning I get the opportunity to speak with the Mayanot Yeshiva High School uh, students on the topic of prayer. They have a unique and uh, interesting way to spend Friday morning. They actually bring a minion into their school on Friday so that everybody can participate in a uh, full Tfilah B'tzibur. And uh, if you're a Mayanot parent or uh, or a student, I look forward to seeing you this coming Friday morning, Bezrat Hashem, and saying a few words about prayer after the Minyan. 7.30 in the morning on a Wednesday. It's JM in the AM, and Rabbi David Goldwasser is set. His words, Echonish Masar of Zebun Yosef and Esther Basar Yosef Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. We're going to be continuing with our series on Reflections on Asar B'teves. As we have learned, during the times of the second Besamikdash, when there was Tishabov, there was joy intermingled with Tsar, with pain and grief. We learn in Tanakh that on the day when the foundation of the second Besamikdash was laid, all the people burst into a great shout of praise to Hashem. Many raised their voices in shouting for joy. But many of the elder Kohanim, the Leviim and the heads of families who had beheld the first Besamikdash, they wept loudly. Those who had seen the glory of the first Besamikdash realized that the second Besamikdash was not its equivalent. In reply to those who questioned the fast, Hashem said that the reason they fasted was in order to contemplate their wrongdoings and do tshuva, to repent. The Abarvanel notes that although their query was only regarding Tishabov, Hashem specified, you fasted and mourned in the fifth month and in the seventh month, referring also to Tzoyim Gedalia. This teaches us that the death of a tzaddik is comparable to the destruction of the Beis Hamikdash. We learn that the Rambam states, a glowing coal of Bnei Yisrael was extinguished, and there was a decline in the spiritual level of our people. The Rambam explains that the objective of fasting is in order to correct the misdeeds of our people, that we should be inspired to do tshuva. This can only be achieved through introspection, understanding who we are as a people, appreciating the seriousness of any departure 
from Torah and Mitzvahs. A number of years ago, a young man from a secular home attended a college out in the Midwest. Far from home, with no communal network, Robert soon became friendly with some of the students on campus. Unbeknownst to him, they were part of a missionary group. Robert attended their social events and in time became part of the Bible study classes. Soon, he was a full-fledged, converted member of their group. A number of months later, he made his way back to Yiddishkeit. Ultimately, he began to lead a true Torah life. However, he was still troubled about his past. At one point, he made an appointment with me to ask a very serious Shiloh. He explained that during the short period of time that he had been with the group, he had actually helped to recruit other, possibly Jewish students, to become affiliated with them. He was guilt-ridden, and he wanted to know how could he repent for those actions. I explained to him that just as he had done then, he has to go out and recruit young people. However, this time, he has to bring them closer to Torah and to Judaism. Years had gone by since we last spoke. When we recently met on the street, Robert brought me up to date on his family and his career. He then related to me that he's still heavily involved in outreach. I was surprised. In a voice filled with emotion, he explained that his tshuva was so inspirational, he had decided to continue his work for his entire life. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser, bringing you morning physic. Have a nice day. J.M. in the A.M. on this Wednesday morning. Thank you, Rabbi Goldwasser. It is always a delight to meet Jewish heroes. And today we are being visited by Jewish heroes. Leah and Moshe Goldsmith are in our studio here at J.M. in the A.M. I am going to recommend that people in this audience support their work. They come from Itamar, Israel. If I have the web address correct, and they'll tell me in a minute if I do, it's touritamarsupportisrael.com, touritamar, it's T-O-U-R, touritamarsupportisrael.com. They are the leaders of Friends of Itamar, and thank God they have friends around the world who want to see their community flourish. Moshe Goldsmith, Leah Goldsmith, good morning. Boker Tov, welcome okay, to JM in the AM. Good morning, thank you for having us. <laughs> Where is Itamar? For people here in New York and New Jersey and listening around the world who have not had the opportunity to visit the area near you in Israel, where is Itamar? Well, Itamar is in the center of the world. It's the first place where Abraham, Avram Avinu, entered the land of Israel. That's really the beauty. Right in the heart. In the heartland of Israel, the Bible built of the land of Israel. And if we were to go with today's geography, you would tell well, us it's if where. if you look at the map of the world, the way Israel is situated right in the very center, right. Itamar is right in the very center of Israel. The center of Israel. Near, near what city or what major area that I've heard of? Oh. Well, probably Ariel is oh. probably the closest city next to us. But go. if we're reading in the Pasha about Yosef HaTzadik, it's uh, right there in Shukan, right. right outside of it. How far is Kever Yosef from your home? A drive is about seven minute drive. And you see it actually from your home, you told me? Straight from our window, we look into Shechem, Har Grizim, and Har Eval. So it's an interesting neighborhood, isn't it? (laughs) Baruch Hashem, it's Nivuot coming true. How long are you there? 30 years. Wow. Were you among the first? Yes, we were part of the first nucleus that um, settled the community. Way back in 1985, we joined. Where are you from originally? Brooklyn, New York, Flatbush. 
A lot of Brooklyn people end up in Itamar. <laughs> well, hey, why don't you tell that beautiful story you have? <laughs> no, not a lot of Brooklyn people. But, but we encourage you to come and visit. I'd love to come Angela? and visit. I, in fact, I'm thinking, I, I, I assume at some point I have stopped by and visit. Um, but I don't know if I've ever been that close to Kevri Yosef and to, mm-hmm. and to Shrem. And I say an interesting neighborhood. People need to know what's going on in places like Shrem. It's yeah. not exactly the most... Jewish-friendly neighborhood in Israel, is it? Well, I'll tell you, most people, when they wake up in the morning and they go to work or they travel out of their communities, they don't think about, are you ready to get hit with a Molotov cocktail or someone's mm. ready to shoot at you or, Leah, do you know how to get out of the car quickly? <laughs> or, of course, emergency buttons you got to press, golf a bit. But, um, you know, we've been living on Itama in a situation, a terror situation, for many, many years. Unfortunately, we lost 22 people in terrorist attacks over the years. There have been a couple of very high-profile terrorist attacks yeah. in Itamar, if we think back. The terrible Fogel tragedy sure, in our that was Itamar. And just recently, right outside Itamar, my student, Rabbi Henkin, was my student. I'm a rabbi, rabbi and a teacher in the Yeshivat Chitzim, and I was his high school rebbe for ninth and 10th grade. Wow. So that was the most and, recent. And that just happened yeah. weeks ago, practically. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. but Nachum, we should put it into perspective, mm-hmm. because if Am Yisrael is going to be hearing all day about terror attacks, we don't, God forbid, want them to get the wrong picture. Because when we came out 30 years ago, there was nothing but a rock and a thorn, and nothing growing, nothing, but a dirt road and a few houses. That's all we had. Today... We are a beautiful, productive community, the largest land area of any community in Yudav Shamron, and you're just driving and driving through the beautiful green grapevines. And it's Nevoa coming true because as the world comes against us in their concerted effort to try and prevent Nevoa from coming true, we are only growing. So that testimony really needs to encourage Am Yisrael. How many people live in Itamar? Well, today we have about 250 families wow. and about 1,800 people. We have yeshivots, different Still schools. people moving in or not? Always. All the time. You know, during the time they wanted to freeze building on, on Israel, and especially in Judea and Samaria, we had the privilege of using antifreeze. And, you know, <laughs> Very good. Yeah, Baruch Hashem. You bottle that? <laughs> <laughs> they could use that all over Israel. Yeah. Yes. Where are you from originally? Also Brooklyn. Also Brooklyn. Moshe and I go back to seventh grade. Yeshiva Rambam. Unbelievable. <laughs> and you end up in Itamar together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you thought of Aliyah, did you specifically think of an area that at that time had had that, nothing but rocks and thorns? Or that, that, that was well, that definitely. Was. Why don't you tell your Paul Kavanaugh story there? Oh right. Well, I was working at uh, the World Zionist Organization on Park and Sixtieth. Yeah. And uh, wearing six-inch heels. Running through the fast lane on the fast train, running, and then we wind up on this beautiful barren hill with the wind blowing, and we almost got blown off, and we said, we will not trade this for anything. This, this is where we're planting our home, and, and we've, it's been nothing but a blessing. You know, our home faces the mountains of the blessing and the curse. Right. Hargrizim and Harifal, and you know, we're reading about Yosef in these portions, and you know, I, I can't say it's been easy, but when you're doing something worthwhile, something with mashmaut, you know, you're going to come into challenges, just like the Avot had challenges and the Imahot had challenges, and there were times that literally you could wake up and say, "Am I being cursed?" Because when you lose a neighbor to terror or across the street, you know, someone's murdered, someone you're very close to, you're always weighing the blessing and the curse. But in the end, 
when you see, when you look at the whole picture in a perspective, you know you're only being blessed, and Israel is only being blessed, and we need to continue in that blessing. We need to stand together. Shechem echad alachecha. That's the only way we will overcome this. So that's why we've actually come here to speak a little about our testimony, about life in Israel, and about standing together, and we can't do it alone. And we need, we need Am Yisrael to stand with us. And we stand with them. Leah and Moshe Goldsmith are here from Itamar, Israel. How can people help? What is it that the city of Itamar is looking for in terms of assistance from around the world? Well, right now, as Leah mentioned, um, you know, we feel that we really need our, our brothers to stand with us, especially at a security time like today, where people are unfortunately being attacked in the streets and Itamar more than ever. Since we've been targeted so many times, we have to enhance our security and make sure that we are 100% safe and sound. And we have some very important security projects right now that we're trying to focus on. One of them is raising our fence. Um, when the Fogels were murdered, the terrorists were able to take a ladder and literally climb over the fence. So we have to try to raise some money to hire our fence, make it higher. That's one of the projects we're doing. Um, we're working on setting up two more outpost booths that could stand on these on the exterior of the community of the fence and overlook the different areas that are possible threats. These are some of our many security projects now we're trying to do, including other cameras we need to enhance our camera system on our hilltops. We have different neighborhoods. Some of them are not protected. Some of them are not fenced in. That's number one. But number two, and Leigh mentioned before, we want to give the um, impression, and people should realize that, that prophecy is coming true in the land of Israel today. The Jews are returning. We see the tremendous blessing of Amisar returning to the land. And therefore, they have to realize that life and the beauty, the energy of life exists so much in the land of Israel. By next Shemitah will be majority right. of Jews in Eretz Yisrael. Well, That's right. a huge, huge thing. Right. And I want to strength. I want to Meaning the majority of Jews in the world will be in Israel. In Israel, yes. right. And we had this sabbatical year on, Israel, on Itamar. We have many farmers that work with organic farming. And um, they're, our literally, farmers, they're literally holding down the land with their work, working right. the land and settling that land in beautiful uh, produce coming out of there. You know, we raise organic uh, produce and organic eggs and goat yogurt products and vegetables, everything organic. Um, and our best customers are Televivians <laughs> that appreciate. The heart of Israel. And that, again, I want to st- um, stress that that is a sign of life. It's not just about terrorism. It's about living in the land and fulfilling the prophecies, as Leah mentioned. We also and have a few schools in which uh, several hundred boys from all over Israel come to dorm on Itamar and live there. And we're also trying to help those schools, which focus also on a, a strong Torah identity and love for Eretz Yisrael. But some of these kids have ADD, ADHD, and they need a little more one-on-one. So we're also focusing on Chinuch L'Dor for the next generation, because we need to continue carrying the torch to a further destination. We need to move Kadima. We need to move ahead. Maybe I'll explain just two words about the Friends of Itamar, which is our organization. It's like the Abba of Itamar, we call it. Um, any kind of project, anything that goes on in the community of Itamar, today people turn to Friends of Itamar. That is a major organization that is just really grassroots of people that love love Eretz Yisrael and that we're trying to gather and network and, and grow. And we have the privilege in our time to be part of this amazing um, blessing of building the land of Israel. And, and therefore, it's, it's vital that people stand with us and strengthen us. 
we look as um, in the future that one day Itamar will house um, not only thousands but hundreds of thousands of Jews and we have the land for it. Of you. And um, we're waiting for our brothers to come home and join us. That's the most important thing. We want them to come and join us. Leah and Moshe Goldsmith are here, friends of Itamar. There are organizations that that, uh, that do, I, I think we could all agree, that do good work when it comes to Yesha. In addition to all that, you need a, a separate or a uh, an enhanced organization, I guess we'd call it, to right. get all the needs of Itamar fulfilled. Would that be the right way to put it? Perfect. Yes. That's a Thank good you. way of saying it. Right. <laughs> um, there's a lot of responsibility out there, especially for what's happening in Yesha. Tremendous amount of responsibility. And, uh, I, I think it's important also to stress the fact that you asked in the beginning of our conversation, where is it located? Right. Well, if you look at the map of Israel... Um, we're, we're, we're connecting the Jordan Valley to the coastal cities. Right. Where if Jewish people weren't living in the heart of Israel, there would be no Israel. Because if you come into the center of the country, you're ascending the top mountain range, which, which runs from Shechem to Hebron, which of course is Judea and Samaria. That advantage, that strategic advantage of being up on top is holding down the safety of the entire country. Because we know that in Gaza, they're shooting rockets from Gaza, from the south, into Israel. We know Hezbollah in the north is also holding their rockets from the north into Israel. So you have a north and a south that's problematic. Jordan, I mean, the fence is holding back ISIS as much as it can. But here, when you have the Jewish people fortifying the very heart of the country by living there, there is no greater neches. No greater, what, how do you say, how do you say neches? neches Moshe. <laughs> There's no greater, greater um, possession. Nechasim, you mean? Value. Right, no greater yes, value. That's right. Um, Literally yeah. Your neighbors are where? What others? Uh, we said Ariel. Well, that's um, how far away. You mentioned before the terrorists that came out of the from Tamun. Right, right. So that's yeah, but I'm talking about Jewish neighbors. neighbors oh, our Jewish <laughs> you mentioned Ariel. Oh, Harbracha also. Yes, now, we're we're called Gavaha. We're called the hump of the mountain. That's the the ridge yeah. of the mountain. And that we want to set up what they have in Gush Etzion, like right. a, a, a larger Gush. We, have, we need Gush Shechem, we say. Yes. Gush um, Shechem. And, and there's potential for that. Of yes, course there, there is. is. Literally, I remember we came in um, 1985. We were like the only people uh, were traveling along the road. <laughs> but today, literally, um, there are thousands of Jews um, living in our area. And people who live in Itamar work in a variety of places in Israel? They, they travel. Right. We, we specialize, I mentioned before, organic farming. Right. So we have farmers, we have teachers. But people travel, for example, my son-in-law is an engineer. He travels to Tel Aviv and works in an office and comes home. And people work um, in Jerusalem and work in the regional council. So it's a Israel regular. is so small. Uh, it's an hour in both directions. It's an hour to Tel Aviv and an hour to Yerushalayim. Right. And life goes on and life on goes a daily on. basis. And, life goes right. on. and we outside of Israel, unfortunately, as you said earlier, concentrate on some of the bad things that are happening. Right. When we that have is, to focus on the full picture. We want to focus on the good because if we look where we stand today and going back, just think about after the Holocaust time and the, and the formation of the state of Israel, the difficult challenges that Israelis faced then, Today, we're in the best situation in the world as far as growth and development and Israel being a number one high-tech place in the world. There's no doubt that we are going forward and we want Amisol to join us. Can I put you on the spot for a moment? Yeah. You, you alluded to this earlier, but I wish, I wish you would um, expound on it. Okay. <laughs> how, how do you describe how much better it is standing on a hilltop near Shechem than being 
than being in the fanciest areas of Fifth Avenue in New York City? Inspiration. It's going back to your identity, to your roots. You don't have to search inside a book or, you know, it's right there. In other words, you're standing and you're looking at the foundation stones of your identity. You're looking at Yosef at Sadiq. Now we're reading the stories of Yosef. And, you know, you're talking about um, Lifkod, Ape Kuda. He's talking about that concept. Explain what it means. Um, well, Hashem Pakarit Sarah. She was a pretty old woman, and it took a long time and a lot of patience, but she had that baby. And Yosef said, You'll bring my bones up out of here. Back to the land of Avraham, Yitzchak, and Yaakov. Eretz Yisrael is alluded to as the land of Avraham, Yitzchak, and Yaakov 24 times in the Torah. And we are returning to that place. And when you're standing on that rock, who knows what that rock witnessed as Am Yisrael came into Eretz Yisrael with Yoshua and stood there on those two mountains, six tribes on one mountain, six on the other. You're standing on that rock. You're going back to that to that foundation, and then you know that prophecy is coming true. Because here, after 2,000 years, my father was in the Holocaust. He lost his whole family. That's that's the valley of the dry bones. We read in Sefer Yechezkel, Hashem says, Yechezkel, do you know what these bones are? Look at this mountain of bones. This is Am Yisrael. Look, this is going to be a rattling of such noise that the whole world cannot ignore it. And then Am Yisrael stands as an army in its own land, and our sons serve in elite units. So if that's not Nevoah, I don't know what. And and you feel that you every day, it could be the most mundane day, and you're hanging out your laundry on that mountaintop over there, and then suddenly a drone flies over you. It's taking a picture. Oh, maybe the goldsmiths are adding a little room onto their house, and they're preventing peace in the <laughs> Middle East. And And you see this march towards... You know, the European Union now labeling products coming out of Judea and Samaria or this government saying we must freeze all Jewish building. But any other, you know, uh, any other um, religion, they can do what they want. Only the Jews are, uh, you know, may not build. What does this mean? This means that despite all the effort of the world to come against this, Hashem will do it because Hashem says, I will do it for my name. What we can try and do is try and help Hashem by doing it for ourselves. But again, we can't do it alone. We all need to do it together. Uh, is uh, The Friends of Itamar is uh, available online at the website I, I mentioned. TorItamarSupportIsrael.com TorItamarSupportIsrael.com You'd rather be there on the hilltop than right here right now, right? Yeah, but it's, yeah, but it's important. And we're right. going to be in Manhattan also next week. We're going to be speaking in the Safra Synagogue oh, nice. on Tuesday evening at 7.30. Okay, everyone should go out and enjoy that <laughs> and uh, and support the cause. Uh, I assume on the website there's a place to donate? Or people yes, can there are options of PayPal, credit card. And if they uh, want to designate it to one of the things you mentioned, that's not a problem. No market. problem. The air market for that purpose. Simple as that. TorItamarSupportIsrael.com. And I would guess that if someone is heading to Israel, let's see, it's now the end of December. People heading now, people heading in January. Pesach, obviously, if they want to come visit you, the oh, Goldsmith love, home is open. Yes, we would love to have visitors. We always enjoy that. And feel free to call us a day before, and hopefully we can arrange something. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, information about Friends of Itamar, tour, T-O-U-R, Itamar, I-T-A-M-A-R, supportisrael.com. Tour, Itamar, supportisrael.com. Anything else you'd like to add before we uh, wrap things up? <laughs> okay, well, first of all, if they can't remember Tori Tamar, supportisrael.com, right. they can say friendsofitamar.org, that will also pop oh, up. Oh, good, I wish you had told me that. <laughs> right, well, that's fine, because anyway. So friendsofitamar.org. Yeah. Right, that may be a little easier for them. Yeah, I agree. You know, um, what can I say? I think I could end, you know, as we approach. We're oh, and if people want you to speak before you leave next week, how do they reach you? Same thing through the website? Well, they can reach us through the website okay. for sure. They can. Um, You're willing to speak anywhere this week, right? <laughs> All right. We're, you know, we're pretty we're pretty closing on our last um, speaking availability right. slots, yeah. but there's always time for okay. someone who wants to so hear I us. So I want to welcome oh. you personally to come and do your show from the top of the mountain in Itama. <laughs> that okay? Would, that would be quite a sight. I'm yes, sure of that. Be. Yes, it would be. <laughs> bring a camera also so they can see it. <laughs> we'll bring more than that. It's really amazing. <laughs> Yes, Moshe, wrap it up. What do you want to <laughs> well, say? Well, I'd like to mention, <clears throat> as we approach Parashat Vayechid, you know, we're finishing up Sefer Breshit, I thought of ending with a Dvar Torah, a small sure. Dvar Torah. As we see, <clears throat> Yaakov Avinu wanted to reveal the end of days to the people of Israel. Right. But we see that what happens, he sort of like lost his train of thought. And as you do when people have interviews, sometimes you lose your train of thought. <laughs> but whatever it was, um, there's a beautiful Kliakal that talks about this, um, why what, didn't Hashem want him to reveal the end of days? Think about it, if the Jews back then that were living in the land of Goshen, they knew that the redemption, the final redemption will take place sometime in our time, or maybe, right. what would they do? He said they would be building themselves these castles and these palaces in, in exile and forget about the land of Israel. Right. He therefore didn't want them to know when the final date was going to be. This way they can every day yearn to come home <laughs> in their hearts. Who knew his strategy would backfire? <laughs> exactly. So he mentions that. He goes, look, ex- exactly what you're saying. He mentions in the Kliakal. He says, you know something? Even not knowing the time, everyone's building themselves palaces. <laughs> How much more so what would they be doing if they, if they um, knew the end of time? But anyway, in reality, we see that we're living at the end of time. We see that, Baruch Hashem, Israel is, the, is growing and thriving, and now it's time for you to build your home in the land of Israel. So that's a blessing for us, to all of you to come home and join us. Because Amen. it's Hashem's home. It's Hashem's home. And he'll welcome us there with open arms. Amen. Friends of org. my thanks to Leah and Moshe Goldsmith for visiting us from Itamar Israel this morning here at JM in the AM. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for having us, Nachum. A pleasure. More coming up. This is JM in the AM.
with Baruch Levine, that's the uh, Kum Hitalech. thought that was an appropriate song after that great conversation about Israel, about Itamar, from the CD entitled Banim Atem here at JM in the AM. The uh, news from Israel today, and after the conversation we just had, I, I know we really shouldn't concentrate on the bad news, but uh, again, this is something that our brothers and sisters in Israel are dealing with on a daily basis, and today's is in a place that uh, is very familiar to so many of us. Two terrorists stabbed and wounded three civilians at Shar Yafo and uh, at Jerusalem's Jaffa Gate in the Old City Wednesday. Border police officers shot the terrorists. One died at the scene. Others succumbed to his wounds in an Israeli hospital. Emergency workers evacuated the three seriously wounded victims in their 30s to nearby hospitals. Authorities are uh, checking out the details of the attack. The attack was the latest in a wave of terror that's taken the lives of more than 20 Israelis in the past three months. As we continue to uh, stay focused on what's happening for our, with our brothers and sisters in Israel during these uh, wonderful but sometimes difficult times. My name is Nachum Siegel. It's eight o'clock in the morning on a on a Wednesday, and this is America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program, heard on listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope. Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM Dial Broadcasting Live from the Sonia and Robert Gold Studios in Jersey City, New Jersey. Around the world on the web, jmtheam.org. Ich freue mich, wachsen nach dem Früchtig, Räusch und Schrei. Ich 
Jam in the AM. Well, we were talking about Itamar Israel before with the Goldsmiths, and uh, 
<laughs> we were talking about produce and the different things that are produced organically, etc. And the one listener just called and said that they've spent a lot of time in Itamar and, uh, and their cosmetics are pretty amazing. So they wanted me to pass along a message that those who are looking for cosmetics on your next trip, check out, uh, what the people at Itamar Israel have to offer. Uh, Wednesday morning broadcast with 51 degrees, rain and a high temperature of 59. Thank you very much for tuning in to JM in the AM. I had a, uh, a note that I wanted to mention yesterday on the air. I didn't get to it, and I apologize, but I'd like to do it now. A uh, happy December 22nd, so a happy Tuesday birthday. Again, I'm sorry I'm a day late. To Avi Schiffman of Elizabeth, New Jersey, from his proud, loving parents. Avi Schiffman, happy birthday to you. Hope your uh, birthday yesterday was wonderful, and we're continuing the celebration today, which I hope you don't mind. I can't imagine that you would. Thanks for tuning in from all of us here at JM and the AM. God Elbaz had Mina Meitzah. You heard Yoni Z with Ode. Ani Mamin from the Waterbury Yeshiva album and Chazin Natanel Hirschtig with Amisrael Chai. Third hour of our broadcast for a Wednesday. Tomorrow at this time, we get the opportunity to check out the latest and greatest regarding the big Hass concert. That's right. The Hass concert is coming up the 10th of January. And, um, we get an opportunity to, uh, Find out all about it tomorrow. Ellie Gerstner and by Judah Michelle, the head counselor, director, I should say, of Camp Hask, is going to be um, with us tomorrow in studio. That's right, visiting us from Israel. So we'll get a look at the music that's planned, and we'll get a look at the uh, latest uh, happenings up at Camp Hask. It's an amazing lineup. Check out HaskConcert.com, H-A-S-C-Concert.com, and get ready for January the 10th at Lincoln Center. More coming up. This is JM in the AM.
JM in the AM. Want to thank. Want to thank a, a special listener from Israel, listener Malki, who just checked in. Shalom from the Holy Land. Thank you very much, Malki, and Mazal Tov to your family from all of us here at JM the AM. Want to wish a Mazal Tov to the Siegel family and the Chafetz family earlier in the week. Uh, Dina and Reb Binyamin Chafetz, proud parents of a brand new baby boy. And to the Chavitz family in Brooklyn, and of course the Siegel family out on Staten Island, we say a special Mazal Tov from all of us here at JM in the AMs, a brand new baby boy. And speaking of brand new baby boys, Mazal Tov to a Debbie and Yaakov Gordon in the Lower East Side of Manhattan. They are proud parents of their first, a brand new baby boy. We say Mazal Tov with a special extra Mazal Tov to Uncle Seth from all of us here at JM in the AM. So Baruch Hashem, we get to share great news with everybody. 25 minutes after 8 o'clock, it is a JM in the AM Wednesday morning. Tomorrow, Hask update. That starts at 8 o'clock. Uh, Reb Judah Michelle and Ellie Gerstner in studio right here at JM in the AM. Here is Reb Yehuda Green.
Now that is a third-hour song set, if I say so myself. Yoli Greenfeld with Hodu. You heard Benny Friedman in there with Imain. Isaac Beton with Tomer Died. It's a brand-new single. Am, 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 done by Sheves Chaveirim. You heard Omi Shefa. That's Baruch Levine, brand-new. And Yehuda Green and Nishmas opened up the six-song set here at JM in the AM. Tomorrow we get a chance to explore the uh, brand-new 2016 edition of the Hess concert coming up January the 10th. That'll be in... Uh, in uh, Lincoln Center, and both of Judah Michelle and Ellie Gerstner will be in studio tomorrow morning, so we'll have information about that here at JMDM. Rain today with a high temperature at 59. 51 right now. Don't forget, we have amazing programming on our stream all day long at jmdm.org. Coming up at 9 o'clock, my conversation with Ariel Cutler of JNF in Israel. Fascinating discussion about uh, how things are going with so many projects north and south. Ariel Cutler, JNF in Israel. I should say JNF America and their work in Israel. He'll be uh, he'll be joining us uh, starting at nine o'clock this morning, just nine minutes from now on jmnam.org. And after that, it's our Dr. Tzvi Hirsch Weinrib, the brand new Corin Tehillim is an amazing publication. He wrote the commentary. He speaks with us about it. Uh, nine thirty this morning, coming up next hour here at jmnam.org. So make sure to be tuned in all day long to our amazing programming. The repeat of the 9 at 9 is coming up at 10 o'clock this morning. And yes, he's wide with a live edition of the Z-Report live lunch happening between 11 and 1, all on the stream at jmnam.org. This comes from 8th Day. Raising flags, seen you dressed in ashen rags, seen them all turn around. Just like you, I hold my ground, but I stand quiet, I stand still, like a rock throughout the ages. I'm just a stone from your home. I'm Jerusalem Stone And I've waited all this time See you in this land of mine And I've waited through the ugliness and grime See you in this land of mine 
Our brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard and listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope. Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial, broadcasting live from the Sonia and Robert Gold Studios in Jersey City, New Jersey. Around the world on the web, jmtheam.org. Wraps up another great edition of JMNAM. My thanks to Leah and Moshe Goldsmith of Itamar for joining us earlier. Go to friendsofitamar.org to support that community in Israel. Tomorrow we're back with a big Hask update concert coming up January 10th of Judah Michelle and Ellie Gerstner are expected in our studio tomorrow morning in hour number three. Make sure to be tuned in. Have a fabulous Wednesday. Ariel Cutler, JNF branching out, coming up next, followed by Dr. Uh, Rabbi Dr. Tzvi Hirsch Weinrib. On the topic of the brand new Corinth to Hillim at the bottom of the hour at 9.30, all at jmnam.org. Till tomorrow, Nachum Siegel reminding you, remember the past, live the present, and trust the future.